Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, uh, Mayo Are Back. How do? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello and how do to all the Mayo GAA diaspora tuning in from around the world. The wait is over and we are back. You're joining myself, TJ, across the table from me here. We've got a fine, fine, fabulous pair of guys. We've got JP here to my left-hand side, and we have Fat Larry to my right. Happy New Year. Hi, guys. Yes, it's, uh, it's great to be back on the airwaves again. The summer is here. The Connacht Championship has, has come and gone for another year. Thank God. And I think it's fair to say we're all thrilled with that. You're joining us from the Chariot Lounge, bar, hotel, and restaurant in French Park. We pulled in on our way up after the game, and we're still here three days later, reveling in the fact that Mayo are out of Connacht for another year. And what a great way it was to go. Now, before we say anything about the game or anything else like that, it's important that we pay homage to the great man, Tom Parsons. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear. I, 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 I don't know where to start here. It's, it, it'd be customary of us to uh, have a bit of a joke at times and... Not to always At times. sense, but in this in this case, we just like to say that our heart goes out to Tom and we hope he makes a speedy recovery and of course we love you. At least it wasn't his face. Yes, I think it's fair to say his face is still going to be looking as well as it ever has. And that's some solace that Mayo fans can find at this particularly tough time. Tom is at the, the forefront of our minds now and we think of him and we miss him. And we love him. It's fair to say we're more Tom Parsons fans than we are Mayo fans, really and truly. Frankly, I don't really care anymore about Mayo. Tom is just... It's all about Tom for me. It's off sad to see him go, really. Guy. Fabulous. Um, so, Tom, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, I hope uh, you make a speedy recovery and we'll be looking forward to seeing you back in the green and red very soon. So, guys, I suppose... All we can do now is do as we always do. We're going to follow the protocol. We're going to look back. We're going to look within. We're going to look ahead. And of course, there's a few scandals which have reared their head over recent weeks, which we will be tackling, as always. The only Mayo GA podcast willing to put our heads on the block and tackle the real issues that are at play here. So we will go right back to the very start Gentlemen, because it's been a long couple of months without any uh, mayor back interaction. So we'll have a little look at how do you think the uh, the league and how do you think the FBD league, more importantly, went for us this season? For me, I thought the, the FBD league was a, a great success. We saw a few... We saw a few new players get shafted again this year, which is always... It's always great to see. We saw young... Uh, we saw young Brian Reap there had a... Had a quick run out, I believe, against Galway. Played quite well and was ruthlessly cut from the panel. He's currently listening in to us uh, in Perth, Australia. I believe he's headed out there on a bit of a holiday with a few of his colleagues. So we'll say hello to you, Brian. Um, yeah, all in all, very good FBD league. Shocking weather, shocking standard of football. 
everything no, you could ask for in the FPD league. All it was lacking really was a trip to Flanagan Park. Other than that, I can't complain. And it was great to see Rockford give um, the new guy, Dimmy Jerkin, his time out in the FPD to let him really get into this Mayo team. Well, it was great. You know, you'd never, you'd never dream of throwing a fella in for his first ever Mayo game in a, you know, a senior championship or a Connacht championship quarterfinal for that matter. So it was very important that Jink and Jimmy Jerkin got a little bit of game time under his belt against Sligo IT when he was brought on for the last seven minutes. And that really, you know, stood to him when he was playing the match there on Sunday against Galway. Moving swiftly on to the Alliance National League. I thought Rochi got this one to perfection, guys. I thought this was just a masterstroke. What's been one of our big problems around this time of year in County Mayo? High expectations. And presuming that we're going to win the bloody All-Ireland. Rochi went in there with the, his cunning style and his keen eye. And he said he wanted to dampen those expectations. He wanted to stay up in the worst way possible. And I think we did that. And that comes back to... The root of the problem being James Hornan, who had this stupid idea mm. of trying to win the league. Absolutely waste of time. Where was he? Where was he? What was he playing at? Look, we can't be completely pessimistic though about the National League. We did put in some very good performances. We had a great win up in Clonus in the opening round, where it was a very impressive display. We were also our home record once again was was truly stellar. Mm. Um, I think we've all very fond memories of the Tyrone match where we saw Mayo display an unbelievable display of attacking, open, expansive football against a very poor Tyrone team. One thing that wasn't picked up on by many people from that game last, um, just a couple of short weeks ago was Jared Cafferty's role in the half-forward line. Now, I thought it was he was absolutely phenomenal. I'd love to see him play in there for the rest of the season. I mean, and as we sit here, I suppose staring down the barrel of a long road through the qualifiers, I suppose it's regretful again that, look, just we've had no luck over the last couple of years, big injuries at at, at important times. And, I mean, Cafferkey, would it be fair to suggest, guys, a big, a big, big loss last Sunday in McHale Park? Well, you could hear when it was announced the, the, the sighs and just the groans from Mayo fans when they heard that Jared wasn't going to be taking his place on the field it was it was it was devastating yeah i mean whatever whatever chance we had of of stopping damian comer that probably went out the window i think it's fair that you know when we lost the physical presence and the, the tight tigerish marking of of jerk Africa. and you know but again i think it was it was nice to see as we've been calling out for a long time the north mayo presence in that full back line it was nice to see the two the two men from Bell Mullet. Or Spartan cornerbacks. We said it here for a long time. We need a lot more North Mayo men in the full back line. And then we only need Ballina and Castlebar Mitchell's players across all the other lines. Because I've been saying for a while, this Mayo team is not going to win in All-Ireland until we only pick players from the major towns. Now, gentlemen, let me throw something up at you now. Let me hear what your thoughts are on this. With... Sunday's game in mind and you know Mayo's domination has been one of the top teams in Arnold over the last uh, numerous numerous number of years um, is it about time that this Mayo team was split up into two teams are we too powerful should we split up into two I think that it's fair to say we could I mean on Sunday we definitely saw a very big shift um, in terms of players from South Mayo 
so you think players of South Mayo are not getting a fair crack I at the whip? I think the, the South Mayo players are. There, it's just it's 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 not right. I mean, they're clearly they're the guys who are who are putting in big shifts through the national league year in year out. Are the guys who are keeping the flame alive during those dark days, and yet when summer comes. There's been a tendency to move towards players from East Mayo. Say someone, for example, like Quaylon Crow. We'd be big, big fans of Quaylon Crow, as I know he is a big fan of the podcast as well. He was absolutely flying during the FPG League. And his cousin Sinead Nally, she was just on top form throughout, kicking over points left, right and centre. How those two could be left out. And yeah, as you're saying, it's this East North Mayo stranglehold on the Mayo team, this must be coming from the very top. This must be coming right from the county board. This is that county board level. But I can also say as well, not not all East Mayo players have been getting, um, have been getting uh, due respect. No. In this Mayo team, there's a particular fella there who we're big fans of here, who who kept us in the league, Fergal Boland. Or Mr. Boland, as they call him in Ball Secondary School, he is just a gorgeous, gorgeous young guy. Really, he's re- we've seen him really fill out and turn into a fine, big, strapping young fella now in the last all round nice last guy. Year. But yes, keeps us in the national league with that a lovely point and an assist up in Bally Buffet, and we roll back into Championship, and he's nowhere to be seen. Yet at the same time, he's dropped, and we put a couple of randomers on the bench, making their first ever games for Mayo, like. There would be no point. A lot of people would have said your league and your, your your preliminary competitions are a good chance to, you know, unearth a couple of new forwards, as we have been trying to do in Mayo for a number of years. Obviously, that can't be the case. The only place to unearth these new forwards is in the raw heat of championship football. And you saw how well some of them young guys did coming on off the bench on Sunday. Yeah, we saw some very encouraging performances from from young young guys and some older guys as well coming off the bench. You know, I think it was it was great Shoot. to see. We we didn't see him an awful lot during the national league there, but it was great to see our good friend Donald Drake back. Oh, what a nice guy! I mean, it's very encouraging for us to see the depth we have in this panel now. I mean, you've got serious serious guys coming in there. You've got Drake, options in every position. I mean, Jerk Cafferty didn't get on the last day. You've got Rob Hanelli, an up-and-coming young goalkeeper there on the bench. The 16th man, his presence was really felt at the match the last day. And another thing, I think our performance off the pitch the last day has to really be lauded. I mean, in terms of going forward, the county board have really struck a very smart move here. They've advertised McHale Park as a place for people to come and beat us in a game. It's a win-win situation. Money comes into the town, Castlebar is booming... The Mayo County Board get lots and lots of money. If we get to the Super 8s, we'll have a home game. Everyone wants to play us. It's a win-win. It's it's turned into one of Ireland's great holiday destinations for travelling tourists now. I mean, you're, you're guaranteed a wonderful welcome. You're guaranteed absolutely no level of intimidation whatsoever. And you're 100% guaranteed to go home happy. And to get nothing in the shop because they've ran out of everything. But I mean, look, you know, we're heading for the qualifiers. And I think... We need to be careful here with certain players. Are we are we starting to look forward now to the qualifiers? Oh, Is it time to look forward? We're we start- never look back. We always look forward. But can I just say? Can I just say? Like we've, you know, we're as we head towards the qualifiers. Mm. We need to look at guys. You know, you got to question guys like maybe Fergal Boland. 
Keith Higgins, these guys, the hurlers in our Mayo squad, are these guys going to... Are they going to stay on board with the Mayo footballers? Are they going to jump ship and try and win the Krusty Ring Cup with the Mayo hurlers? I can't see them sticking around to play with this ragtag, but shambolic Mayo team over the course of a summer. These are busy guys. They have a lot of options on their plate. You know, to go and link up with some of those unbelievably talented hurlers, you know, it's a, it's a massive opportunity for them. They want to win the top prize. They want to win the Krusty Ring Championship. So JP, let me put it to you now. Okay, so we look, we're looking ahead now to the qualifiers. It's surely going to be an opportunity to unearth some new talent. Who's your one to watch as we look ahead to 17 matches in 13 weeks through the qualifiers? I'll be totally honest with you lads, I couldn't narrow it down to one. Some of these minors and some of these under 21 guys that have come through this, wow. you know, Mayo Academy, the, the Mayo... The Mayo the way. Development squad. Oh, wow, it's class. They, they do it the Mayo way, and they've started to infiltrate their way into the team this year. So <clears throat> we'll get started with our top five young players to watch in this year's championship. I'd have to say number one would be Rob Hanelli's younger brother, Kean, just back from New Zealand after doing the farming. He's ready to go. Yes, it's great to have him back. He was, he was chipping away. He was working in the mines down there, down the southern hemisphere over the last few years. It's great to see him back. I'll throw my 10 pence. I think it'll be a great opportunity for us to try out new wing-backs and two guys who I'd like to see is Stephen Cohen and Siobhan Akram. Siobhan is one player we've been advocating ever since we first saw her coming onto the scene with Mayo. She just has this way about her, a raw, raw pace, unbelievable ability to break the line, go at teams at speed... It's I what mean, we need there. We need guys in this Mayo team who can come through adversity. And Siobhan Akram, living in the hotbed that is the Mayo-Roscommon border, facing massive, massive levels of discrimination and violence down through the years. I mean, the fact he's come this far is... It's, it's a credit to him. He's obviously learned an awful lot from his club mate, Donald. Now, further on from that point... Stephen Clone, that's an interesting one. He's one guy I'm looking forward to seeing, like I've been looking forward to seeing him for the last couple of years. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I've seen him and I've come away a little bit disappointed. The reason for that, guys, is this. And this is the latest scandal that you're going to get. After the 2013 All-Ireland minor final, Stephen Cohn was identified as such a raw prodigious talent that the Mayo GAA County Broad decided to make the executive decision to cryogenically freeze his body and clone him. We are not seeing the Stephen Cohn that won those All-Irelands and has this unbelievable track record at underage level. We are merely seeing a clone who has all of the human attributes of Stephen Cohn but none of the footballing skills. But, you know, Provided Mayo get there, thereabouts this year, could be time to defrost the body and get the real Stephen Cohen back in the But at least the, the real Stephen Cohen might, he might have some sort of an interest of running towards the goal. I mean, this Cohen, he's not enjoying his football. He's trying to run into the dressing room all the time, running sideways. Like, I mean, I don't know. Now, unfortunately, the Mayo County Board actually outsourced the cloning process to Tommy Goonan. So he couldn't actually manipulate the ability mm. to score, unfortunately. But he got it for a good price for them. 
Sometimes in the past I've often thought we'd be better served having a large red traffic cone at wing back. But I think this is really the year that he's going to leave his mark. And speaking of young guys in the back leaving their mark, you mentioned it earlier on, the bruiser from Bell Mullet. Chris Barrett's adopted son, Owen O'Donoghue. And that kinship you see between the two Bell Mullet men, that's been developed over multiple trips out on the Curragh, where they go out and fish and live off the land. And of course, Owen O'Donoghue as well, you know, they're running the local uh, family donut business down there, down in Bell Mullet. I mean, it's, you know, it's great to see the, the good times returning to, the, to North Mayo. And speaking of good times in North Mayo, one of our personal, close and personal friends from North Mayo has been giving those guys a lending hand there. He's teaching them how to, you know, live the life, get up, train. You know who we're talking about, the man based out of Chicago Boxing Club. It's Henry Coyle. Well, Henry right now is like a freight train. Henry Coyle, who, of course, is working with the Mayo team, as we discovered earlier in the year, as a, a fisting coach. And I suppose we, we'll have some a little bit of footage later on. We, we sent our reporter out in McHale Park on Sunday and some of the fans were very impressed with the fisting that was going on out there there was just not enough not 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 enough I mean you know we saw far too much kick passing guys taking risks trying to you know maybe go by their man I think we need to see an awful lot more lateral fist passing lateral fisting is something we've always been very good at we're getting through the young players we're there now we're on to you know this guy that I suppose it's actually he's making his fifth appearance in a row. The last five years he's been on the young players to watch list. Hopefully he won't be on it next year. Hopefully he'll actually do something this year. It's Conroy Loftus, the cross Malina native. Fantastic, fantastic player. Really, really good at the weekend. Really showed, was really physical, very direct. You know, was really dangerous in and around the goal. You One know. thing I would say, though, if I had to give any criticism about Conor Loftus' performance the last day, and this is really nitpicking now, at no point did he spit on his hands and rub them together. I thought, you know, a lot more of that would have showed he was a lot more up for the game, you know. Or maybe if he pulled his socks up a little bit higher, maybe. He's definitely mm. one of those guys that needs to pull his socks up. Absolutely. Along with Adney Mornan. What did we make of his performance the last day, gentlemen? Would it be fair to say, guys, that Andy Moran is finished? Is he finished? Yes. Finished? Finished. Like the most ironic thing about it is he works in a place called The Movement. I didn't see one bit of movement out of him on Sunday. He's old as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I think it's high time now you looked, you looked within that family. I mean, is he even the best member of that family anymore? I mean, you know, I think there's a guy there who's been knocking on the door for a long time who hasn't got a chance. Noel Drake. And maybe, geez, I think you might get a little bit more movement out of Jennifer maybe if you threw her in there. Because, I mean, Andy is, he's a bit like Stephen Cohen, really, isn't he? We might as well put a, we might as well put a lump of wood in there in the full forward line cause for all the work he's doing. And while, and while we're on the subject, can I just say, we're on the subject of old bastards on this Mayo team. Are there any players recently retired who you think could still have something to offer this, this Mayo setup? Well, look, what, what are we doing, guys, here? We're doing what we're doing every single year. We're trying to find this one forward you know this one forward that won't constantly get injured or sent off we're looking for a marquee forward now a lot of people said to me that jink and jimmy durkin could be the marquee forward that we were looking for now if that's the case i would say he's more of a a small tent a one-man tent than he is a marquee we're looking for a gazebo we're looking for someone who's been there 
done it. Someone like Endervardi. I mean, he's up here in Dublin. He's he's literally he's ripping up trees up here in the capital. I mean, so much so that there are, there are talks of him getting called into the Dublin senior panel. They want him to replace his club clubmate Connolly. That's the rumours going around up here, up in uh, up in the capital city. So I think if if you know if we're going to get Endervardi back, you know before he goes to the World Cup, I mean we're going to need to get him back very quickly. Absolutely. Well, now there's another guy, Anil Dillon, who has retired. He said, I can offer this Mayo team no more, but he said he's going into politics in order to build a motorway to Mayo. He said he's going to go up to Dáil Éireann and he'll build it with his own hands if he needs it. Needs it. It's an unbelievable idea. It's one of the biggest issues we have, you know, all the amount of the amount of travellers we have on our team, the amount of guys who are based in Dublin and who don't actually get to train with the Mayo team at all. They just have to, you know, ring the lads after the train and, and ask them what they trained about. Do you not think this, the county board, though, would be able to get their heads together and maybe find a, a place for a lot of the Mayo players to work within the confines of Mayo? What I are you know, suggesting? Well, you know, I think it's a, someone could do a travelling over there to Westport and maybe having a word with the owners of a certain pharmaceutical company who, I mean, they could really do with opening up their pockets. I mean, you know... Big company there, a lot of opportunities, you know, we could get some Mayo players in there. I don't think it's been done before. And we need to call out the Mayo players that are up in Dublin, that aren't out socialising every night of the week in Castlebar and in Mayo. You know who you are. They and need, it's they not good enough. They need drinking in Castlebar and Westport and Ballina and Gary Moore. That's one thing I don't like about this current crop. Back in the olden times, if you wanted to have a go at a Mayo player, you could say it right to their bloody face. These Mayo players, they're pampered, they're preened. And they... it's forcing us to go on Facebook and give out about them in sections of blogs. It's an absolute disgrace. I mean, we wouldn't have this job, I don't think, if it wasn't for... The number of disgraces which have been rearing their heads in, in recent years. and um, I mean, all we're providing is a public service, really. This week alone, gentlemen, we've been overrun. We've been littered with comments, emails, a couple of letters came in. The, the fans, they're not a bit happy with the way they're being treated by this current Mayo team. Once again, we're going to have to put our hands into the deepest pockets in Ireland. So guys, at this point now, we're going to move on. We're going to, we've sent our reporters out and about around McHale Park on Sunday. They uh, collected some some nice bits of footage for us. We also have an interview, which I think we might cut to now. We've got an interview with under-fire Mayo boss, Stephen Rochford. So I'm here with uh, Mayo manager Stephen Rochford. Stephen, it wasn't a good day for you. Where do you think it went wrong for us today? Look at you know, we're absolutely under... You know, no allusions as to some facets and some areas of the particular performance in this particular game that Fuck, maybe back in a minute. maybe went wrong in, in some particular ways. So we're fully under uh, no illusions and we understand, you know, there's no, we're not trying to elude anybody here. We, we fully know and fully, we're fully aware of what happened in that particular game today against our particular opponents, Galway. And, you know, we understand that it's, you know, maybe the second or uh, third particular year in a row that this particular result has, uh, you know, arisen itself. But we're under absolutely no illusions as to where to go from here. You know, we've done it before and we're very much looking forward to doing it the hard way again. Uh, Stephen, you seem quite happy to be back in the qualifiers. 
look at, you know, it's something we had on our mind from the very start of the year. We knew we had to dampen expectations after the extremely successful Home LA era. So we actually strategically planned out a route in the qualifiers this year. It's very similar to what we did last year, except this year we're going to try and win in the final. Look at, you know, we kept that plan all the way through the league. We almost got regulated. But that was in our minds the entire time, right from the FBD, right through the Alliance National League, right into the first round of the Connacht. And, you know, here we are looking ahead towards the qualifiers. Good man, Stephen. Thanks for that. Um, no problem. The bench impact, Stephen, talk to me. I mean, you, you bring a guy on who is off the plane from Australia 15 minutes and a guy in Kimmy Durkin who probably should have made his debut a lot earlier than now, never played for Mayo before, you know... David Drake, you know, what did you make of the impact? Drake, um, yeah, absolutely a huge, huge Drake fan, uh, to be totally honest with you. He's definitely one of my favourite artists at the moment. And I suppose if I was to say anything about the game, the last day, the fact that we lost, it was probably just God's plan. And, you know, the thing about David is, it's often said that it's a, there's, a, there's a Mayo proverb, it's an old expression, you know, and, and we're under no illusions when we hear this, but that Mayo will not win a championship game in the summer until the Drake crows. And the Drake hasn't crowed just yet, but maybe he will now before June the 9th. Thanks, Stephen. Finally, uh, final question. One word answer will do for this one. Neil Dugley, does he play for Mayo this year or is that it for him? One word, please. We're under absolutely no illusions. Right. Thanks for that, Stephen. So that was Mayo manager Stephen Rochford there, given his 10 pence on the game. Jeez, I'd say, lads, we'd probably been as better off interviewing Seamus O'Shea. We'd probably got more out of him. So that was great to catch up with our the ever informative and endearing and enjoyable to listen to flamboyant Rochi Rochford. And a lot of people have been, I suppose, talking yet again about the main the mangership. You know, the county board get a lot of stick. Players get a lot of stick, but I think you know the managers have to manager the manager. Sorry, has to take some of the flag here and. You know, one thing that I don't like is seeing nobody on the sideline for the first half of games. I mean, I don't know what Rochi's playing at. You know, sitting up at the back of the, that stand in McHale Park. I mean, could could we advocate maybe, you know, a change in managers? Maybe joint managers? Well... If we could just draw a quick comparison to the game, we have to learn from our defeats. If you don't win, you have to learn from your losses. So one thing I suppose that we learned the last day was Galway played with an extra man on the pitch. Mayo maybe should have played with an extra man on the line. And, you know, I've been thinking about it more and more. The Homeli formula, everything about it just felt so right. You know, the the, the, the appointment... Um, just the, the the bond that the two gentlemen who were had with the players th- oh, with well, the players they and spoke so highly of them of course the bond they had with each other you know the cl- they had serious you know clarity in terms of their planning their overall you know management of all facets of the game on and off the field truly excellent and that's been well documented a lot of ex Mayo players have come out and said that about them but look at I think maybe it was just slightly off yeah look three three years now since. The fateful day in Ballyhoon. Maybe... The night of the long knives. Exactly. Maybe we have... Maybe we did look at that with red and green tinted glasses on. Maybe there was just something wrong with that. What what, what, what aspect of... Do you think was wrong with it? I mean, I think... Pat, I mean, listen. Wow, Pat. I mean, Pat is a fine, big fella. Fine guy. Very Mm. physical presence, right? Look, 
We know, we know that we know it well. I think what was lacking in the 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 the, the, the joint manger ticket at the time was, uh, you know, I think we we lacked a little bit of height. We lacked a little bit of pizzazz. You know, there was a little bit of showmanship there that we could have, you know, certain tan. A I little mean, bit of charisma. <laughs> who could we suggest anyone who could have gone in there with Pat and who could have maybe maybe changed things a little bit? I'm just going to come straight out and say it and say that it for me. The most logical decision would be to remove Stephen Rochford from his position with immediate effect and instill a joint major ticket of Pat Holmes and John Mohan. Ho Mohan. You know, we could have John and Pat. I mean, we've this, we've it all laid out. We could have John. We could have Pat. You know, assistant. We could have those other guys there. You know, maybe you could have, you know, maybe Martin Carney. Jimmy Clean has been in there in successful teams before. You know, there's there's a brains trust there in the in that Castlebar area who an awful very lot much so. And I think we need to we that needs to be tapped into now going forward. Are you actually suggesting a triple mangership? I would. I would suggest maybe Pat, John, and Martin Kearney. You know, you could have Jimmy Killeen in there. You could have you know, you could have Donny Buckley still. Plan. Very good, very good guy. You know, maybe you could bring in someone like... Maybe even, you know, Jim O'Shea could come in there. Well, I suppose he would just be formalising the role he already has where he picks the team. Now, moving swiftly on from that, I suppose the last thing we kind of want to do here today, guys, is to look forward. And there's no point really in looking forward without looking within so if I could look within for a moment, we've already discussed, I suppose, the real big, you know, the the corrupt and poisonous trifecta of the Mayo GAA team, Mangers and Cunty Broad. But there's one particular stakeholder that we haven't mentioned thus far, and I think it would be remiss of us not to, and that is the Mayo fans. I thought their performance on Sunday was nothing short of an absolute disgrace. Yeah, I'd be tending to agree with you there. You could hear a pin drop at times there in McHale Park at the weekend. You know, you could also, you could almost say there were like 29,000 Evan Regans. There was a brief stint in the match where the Corja we owe, the friends of we owe, wanted to do a bit of chanting. Now again, we cannot overemphasize this. We cannot... I feel like we've been talking about this every single day there's no I get no- sick thinking about this you know you know the word I'm talking you know the chant yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. in particular I'm I, not going to and I think all it. people out there know it as well we don't need to say it again but we expect we expect more and we need more now as we head on into the qualifiers no matter who we get in that first qualifier draw we need to show up in our masses and we need to chant for Mayo to do 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 it we need to will them on with our voices with our clapping hands and I think when the Mayo boys, boyeens on the field, hear that rousing chant, it will inspire them to go out and do the business. Some clips that were recorded when the Mayo are back fan zone caught up with a very passionate Mayo supporter inside the match on Sunday. And we have to say that his comments and his feelings are the exact embodiment of Mayo are back. A mayo inbred through and through. Look at the fool that's kicking it. Oh, for God's sake. Look at the same prayer sent you. Jesus. 
Get in and punch the ball into net. You know, let in high and punch it into fucking net. Kick the cunt thing, will you? Yeah, it's like kick it. Kick it over the fucking bar. Oh, for fuck's sake. It'd be better off to bring on Barry Moore and put him in and kick it into him. Kick it into him, break it down, and the ball is in the net. Another guy moving in. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, come on, ref! Come on, ref, you bastard, you ref! You cock bastard! No fucking way, would you give a free there? The cock shithead! I don't believe it. That's what I'm saying. Fucking off this fucking easy joke. Drake is a little bit faster, but he's a, a bigger goal. I'll be honest. Yeah, no bother there. Oh, jeez, it's a fucking pass. For fuck's sake. I can say you Oh, for the fucking thing. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Look, oh, look at the fool in the hazard. Go on, you fool, you give it to somebody. Oh, you bollocks, Shandy, you. you fucking bollocks, Shandy. Oh, Jesus Christ! Like, like Andy Morley, he's okay, but he's spin force. You don't see a double turn shots like that. Are doing stupid things. They know the, the, the distance your man is from a guy before he's in the pass. Your man was too near him. But fuck's sake, Andy, will you do something? And as you head off now to the, into the qualifiers, guys, just remember that this is it now for this Mayo team. This is this is it. They have to win it this year. There's nothing coming behind. There's no one coming up. No one is playing football in Mayo anymore. There's no underage Stop. players coming through. Everyone's on holidays. So we've got to win it this year. All our best are in Australia. They're up in Dublin. They're off partying. They're at concerts and drinking. So we got to do it this year. For me, at this, like, it, 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 I think that if they don't do it this year, they'll never do it. But at the same time, I also am 100% convinced that they are going to do it this season. And before we go, just make sure, if you bump into a Mayo player, make sure to ridicule them and really tell them your worst opinion of them, just to really inspire them to play for our county. They love to hear that. Take this image home with you now, guys. At the end of this year, win, lose or draw, Neil Douglas will be hopping on the back of an elephant and will be walking out the N5. That's it. He said he's not playing again. This is last year, so we need our marquee forward to do the business for us. And he is the guy now that we're going to need heading into the qualifiers. This guy is a gazebo of a forward. He's that good. And, you know, he's been around the block for so long. He's in that group of players with Alan Dillon and, and Adney Mornan. You know, they don't want to walk away in case they leave a year too early. You're dead right. You're dead and right. And Doobie, Neil Dublis, you know... He, 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 we can't afford to let him go. I mean, in terms of stature, you can say, no, he's not a marquee. He's a very, very small tent. But in Pop terms up. of his soundness, nice guy, great guy. Fabulous. He is, I mean, he is a circus. He is a circus of a man. We've already got rid of Peter Dravens. We can't let Dougie go too. We'd like to just take the last opportunity to thank all our loyal listeners, the Mayo GA Diaspora. Uh, you know, we've been getting your texts and messages coming in and uh, continue to contact the page. If you want any, if there's any particular topics that you feel need to be discussed, any pressing matters, any scandals, and bearing in mind, every good rumour has to start somewhere. So do let us know. Hit us with a little DM if you want. And just as well, guys, you know, these podcasts, I know you all love them. We love them. We love making them, but they don't come cheap. They're not easy to make, you know, we're not getting anything for this. So 
if there's anyone out there, any guys over in, you know, London maybe or New York listening in who are enjoying the podcasts, you know, feel free to get on to us. You know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love any support we can. And you know, no more than the Mayo Add County me Board. No more than the Mayo County Broad. We'd do anything for a bag of coins. Cash preferably, please. And with that, I think it's time to bid adieu to all our loyal fan base and set you off into the next couple of weeks with a lot to mull over. We have a lot to think about in terms of going forward and where this particular group of guys is going to end up. But we're looking towards June 9th now with high, high, high expectations. We're looking forward to it. I mean, we're going to be heading to Dungarvan. We're going to be heading to Akram, Drahada. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be some summer, guys. The world tour. I reckon we'll be welcoming our boys Tyrone back to McHale Park as well at some stage. So we have a chance to hopefully beat them out the gap. That's system better. Closing out today's show is your gorgeous. We would like to dedicate this track to Tom Parsons. Remember that tank top you bought me. You wrote your gorgeous on it You took me to your rented motor car And filmed me on the bonnet You got me to hitch my knees up And pulled my legs apart You took an Instamatic camera And pulled my sleeves around my heart Because you're Table in every lounge.